I love to laugh. Ha 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 ha. I don't know the other parts of that song. Was it in uh, Mary Poppins? I think so. Yeah, where they all get drunk, even the kids. Oof, that wouldn't fly today. She flew in that movie, but it wouldn't fly today. Episode 91. 1991. What movies came out in 91 that I could talk about? I don't know. Great setup, Jet. I'm not looking this up. Backdraft. Point Break. Terminator 2. Boys in the Hood. Fried Green Tomatoes. Cape Fear. Silence of the Lambs. That year was a juggernaut of movies. But it's just my episode. I, I don't have any movies that are coming out in 91. How could I do that? That's crazy. Have you heard all of them? If you have, leave a comment. I've listened to every single one of Jet Dunlap's episodes, and boy, are my arms tired. Today's episode is about laughter and how it is not the best medicine. Penicillin, vaccines, laughter is not going to get us out of this pandemic. It's not even a medicine, (laughs) contrary to what you've heard, but it is extremely beneficial and something that we all could use a little more of. What is tattooed on my arm louder and funnier? And I'll tell you about how I got that tattoo. I won't. But I'll tell you why I got that tattoo. And I'll even talk to you a little bit about a little guy, the guy who played tattoo in Fantasy Island. I won't talk about him that much. This is Psychotherapy, sponsored by the letter Jet. And this episode will start right now. I was just dancing around in my house, which is not big, and uh, I was dancing to the music in my headphones, not just in my head, which would be creepier, but not by much. If you saw it, a uh, man of my age, 30, dancing around his house is uh, a bizarre thing, and because this is a house that has windshield wipers and a steering wheel, there's glass everywhere. It's like a beautiful future train observation car. So you could see me dancing. What did I do while I was dancing, since you asked? I knocked over the third dog dish in our house because Falcor does not like to have to meander to uh, a faraway dish. So she has to have dishes everywhere. So I kick the dish and I'm still dancing because you don't stop dancing just because you kick a dish. That is why that saying exists. But I go, I can't let this water soak into our freshly waxed wooden floors. So I did something that I am not proud of. Should I tell him? No. Yeah, I mean, I have to. I've been honest with him so far. So I'll tell you. I cleaned up the water. What did I clean up the water with? My socks. Yep, that's lazy. I talked to you about eating cake out of a trash can before. We've all done it. Don't be judgy. Everyone's done it. You throw the cookies away. You're like, I'm not going to have another cookie. I've eaten too many cookies. Remember those? No, you wouldn't remember. Maybe you would. Vaughn's not a sponsor. Uh, used to have $5 cookies. And it was like this big thing. <laughs> oh, Costco had them too. And they were soft, which I think they put like gum in it. So it stays soft forever. It tasted like they were freshly baked. And uh, they had like brownie chunk, chocolate chip chunk, and then oatmeal, which was my least favorite with white chocolate, I think. Don't quote me on it. But I used to eat those 
like crazy, especially when I was on vacation. But after a run, I would just nonstop eat these beautiful, giant, big cookies. But the point was, I was dancing, I knocked over the dog water, and then I wiped it up with my socks. Now you're thinking to yourself, gross. <laughs> and, uh, and tell us less. And then I took said socks, and you hung them up outside, right, Jet? Please tell me, at least, oh God, please tell me. Please tell me you hung them up outside. I didn't. I left them on the floor, and I started the show. You've done it. Don't be so judgy, you cake trash eater. On my right arm, I have a tattoo. That tattoo is a tattoo of tattoo from Fantasy Island. It says in old Vegas, Frank Sinatra-esque script, 1950s, it says louder and funnier. Now, for those of you not familiar with the Genesis, my grandpappy used to say louder and funnier when he'd come into a room and it was boring. Or if your conversation or topic that you weren't even talking to him about, you're just talking about it to someone else in the room and he'd say louder and funnier because he'd think the story may be something he's interested in and he wanted it to be funnier and louder so he could hear it and so he could laugh, which all stories need, don't they? So I tattooed it on my arm and my promise to myself after I got it was that I do stand up. I did stand up. The mic hand that I used is my right hand and it wasn't until afterwards that I had actually realized that, that was the promise I made. My episodes can be profoundly unfunny, but most of what I say and do has some kind of humor to it. I think that it's one of the greatest things that a human has. I don't like doing this because I like to resist like a little baby. No, I won't do it. I don't want to. Come on, you'll feel better. No, that's how I am. But if you put on stand-up on your streaming music, some kind of comedy, and just put it on shuffle, you'll laugh. And that alters your mood. My ability to make people laugh is my favorite gift. People always used to tell me when I was a kid, a sense of humor is a sign of intelligence. And I thought they were just saying that so I wouldn't feel stupid. But unlike most things they were saying to me to not feel stupid, this was not one of those lies. Sense of humor being intelligence is true. Because it's nuanced. I've gotten to the point where I'm a connoisseur, a sommelier which is those fancy wine folk of humor. There's almost nothing that is more of a release than laughing. To my eternal sadness, Gina says that is why she fell in love with me. No, she wouldn't say that. She never said fell in love with me. She's like, that's why I don't hate you. And I have this thing that I say that's true, so I might as well tell you, but please don't judge me. Feel free to judge me. I don't care. I say, what a waste. Her first boyfriend was this monster of a man. He was like six foot six, 700 pounds, just a beast creature. I knew him because he was in the play that we all met in. <laughs> I liked him. But uh, he was, yeah, he was not great looking and he was vastly overweight and he was the size of Paul Bunyan, no question. And I'm like, what is this beautiful woman doing being with this Listen, guys, it was a while ago, and I was more judgy. I'm still judgy, but I can't talk about it. But I'm like, what is she doing with this this uggo, right? He wasn't ugly, but he, he wasn't me. And uh, she could have had her pick of the litter. In this case, a litter is men, which would officially be the worst litter that ever existed. Your dog had men. <laughs> 
this fall on NBC, Litter of Men. You watch, they'll do that. Horrible, horrible show. She could have had any guy she wanted, and she was with this dude before me. Not for that long, but, you know, it was her first real boyfriend. I'm getting a little caught up there, aren't I? He was funny, and then she met me, and I blew her mind. And so when we started dating, I had a six-pack. I carried it around with me. Oh, beer joke, dummy? No, I uh, I was actually in phenomenal shape, and uh, I had a six-pack abs. Matter of fact, the director called me, Jet, can I take my shirt off Dunlap? This is before the McConaughey thing. Not before McConaughey did that, but before the, hey, I feel like now's a good time for me to take my shirt off. Before that, I was taking my shirt off. When I did the play, every night I'd lower my button on my button down, I think it was a corduroy shirt until the last performance where my shirt was completely off because I like showing off my body. I would say to Gina, Gina, what a waste of my looks. Now, if you look at me like two years ago, I look like I was stung by a billion bees in the face because I was heavy and bloated with booze. It was not a good look. It was like a pre-corpse look. I mean, a little harsh, but I looked pretty bad. So it's not all what it is now. But when I'm good looking, I wasn't good looking afterwards too because I grew a beard for two years because I didn't want to be good looking. I'm not just narcissistic. I, at that time, did not want to focus on my looks, didn't want anyone to notice my looks. So I hid from it. So when I tell Gina, you like me for my sense of humor? What a waste of my looks. Was this whole story just so I could tell you I'm pretty? Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. My fragile little ego needs it. Please tell me I'm beautiful or I will disappear. Yes, it was that. But my point is, is that Gina liked me for my sense of humor. That's how important it is. What a stupid, stupid thing. Oh, really? In your micro example of you and your wife, she cared about a sense of humor over looks? Wow. But in most cases, and you know, the world, you have to touch all the bases now. It used to be that women, that was the most attractive characteristic to women and heightened money and looks. But the first one was sense of humor. What? I told Gina when I asked her to marry me, I can't promise you anything other than the fact that you'll never be bored. Louder and funnier, written on my forearm. So Jet, other than you just talking about how great you are, why in the devil am I still listening to your episode? And you probably aren't. You probably jumped out of the window of your moving car onto the freeway, and it is a nice release from this nonsense. In case you haven't, (laughs) laughing is why I'm alive today. Learning how to laugh at myself and laugh at terrible circumstances. Being able to laugh at yourself is incredible. And a sense of humor will get you through more than just about anything. I was watching a masterclass, kind of like a TED Talk, but you have to pay for it. (laughs) And it was about this writer, and he was talking about how he got this horrible diagnosis at the hospital. And like me, his diagnosis of cancer turned out to be false. But how he thought when he was naked in the lobby accidentally because he went out there, how funny the situation was. What a gift. To be in the worst situations you're ever in and to laugh. When we were all carrying my grandfather to his final resting place, are you laughing yet? In his coffin, it wasn't a refrigerator box as he had requested because that would have been cheaper. Every single one of my cousins were laughing. And sure, most of the jokes were mine. And sure, I'm going to take credit for the jokes. And sure, I'm the funniest person in my family. But I don't like to talk about that. 
my point is, what a great thing. And there's a picture. I should put it as the uh, as a picture for this episode. I think I will. I wrote on Facebook, if you did not meet this man, all you need to know is every single one of his beloved grandchildren, the men of the family, were laughing as they carried him to his final resting place. Wow. Can you imagine? Being so funny, being so light. That's another thing about humor. It's, it's, it lights you up, not just with the energy, with, you know, it feels like a light inside of you, but you're lighter. The weight that is on your shoulders is lifted because of humor. Imagine you're so funny that your grandchildren, some of these kids he didn't even meet till he was in his 60s, were laughing as they were carrying you. What an amazing accomplishment. One of my favorite things to think about is that. Because what a tribute. I've never seen it in a movie. I've never heard about it in a poem. Poem, 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 poem. Enough morbidity, sense of humor. Why am I bringing it up for you? Well, that's simple. Laugh at yourself. What I normally do on a show like this, an episode like this, is belabor the point. Just go off for an hour on the same point. And you would have a muddled episode. That's why in episode, what was it, 83, people are like, oh, you don't think you deserve Gina? I deserve Gina. She's lucky to have me. I'm hilarious. I'm handsome. I'm tall. And I'm good with money. I mean, come on, guys. All of you want to date me. No question. Sorry. I'm off the market. I'm off to the market. I apologize. I said that wrong. I'm not going to belabor the point because I want this to sink in. I want you to hear me with both ears. Laugh at yourself. Gina and I were dating and I had this beautiful car. I'd saved up for it, a prelude, black on black. Gorgeous sports car. Lowered Pirelli tires. I'm not going to go into it because I was a bit of a nerd for it. Had XM radio, flush mounted antenna. You couldn't even see it. Lights under the dash, lights under the car. I could start it with a button back in the day. Gina and I are on a date. She has a Slurpee. She's taking the Slurpee in the car, knocks it over with the door. It spills into the car, onto the seat, onto the mat, onto the side, into that channel in the door. Basically the greatest mess you've ever seen scientifically, ever. And I laughed. I know a person who raised me, who I won't say who it is, but it was my father. I'm still not going to tell you who wouldn't have laughed, who would have been very mad. He cares about how his car looks. If you know nothing else about this man, you need to know that. I laughed. He's still a good guy in his own way. (laughs) But I laughed. I just did now. Laughter. And that's the key to so much. So I'm going to leave it with that so that you know to laugh at the thoughts that haunt you. To laugh at, I feel fat. To laugh at, it's all doom and gloom. To laugh at, what will happen in this election? Laugh. We're not going to make it out of this alive. I hate to be the one to break it to you. So might as well enjoy the ride. Is that a lyric? It sounds like it. I'm out of words. Thank you so much for listening. I am Jet Dunlap. And you are someone else. And this was Psychotherapy.